ora and welcome to Family, Whānau and Disability, a podcast brought to you by Parent to Parent New Zealand. We are here for the many Kiwi families out there caring for a disabled child or family member. We know the journey caring for a disabled or a neurodiverse child is not an easy or a straightforward one. So this podcast is a place to explore the issues that affect us, to share stories, swap tips and even have a laugh or two. We would love for you to join us each month, so make sure you subscribe. Please also be aware that the views shared are those of the individual and may not represent the views of parent to parent. This podcast is brought to you by Parent to Parent. Please note any views or opinions expressed on the programme are of the individual speakers themselves and do not necessarily represent Parent to Parent as an organisation. Welcome to the Connect, Inform, Support podcast, brought to you by Parent to Parent, the non-profit organisation supporting the families and whānau of people with disabilities all across New Zealand. Welcome to Connect, Inform, Support, the podcast from Parent to Parent. I'm Louise, your host, and today we have the Honourable Minister Carmel Cepoloni on the phone. So welcome, Honourable Minister. Thank you very much for spending some time with us today. Oh, thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, so um, the budget came out yesterday, and that's really what we wanted to talk to you about. Um, what well, what can you tell us about what's going to be in the budget for people with disabilities? It's going to help them. Oh, sure. Well, I, I guess just to start, you know, I think everyone would be aware of the fact, because it's been publicised widely, that this really was our first wellbeing budget, mm-hmm. um, that we, we had some cross-government priorities um, that we've been really focused on. And ensuring the well-being of all New Zealanders is upheld has really been our primary focus. So I'm, I'm excited from um, what we can see in the different uh, sectors across government with respect to uh, what exists there for disabled people mm. and the disability sector. Yeah. I guess I'll, I'll start with maybe social development, given sure. that um, that's my area. Yes, definitely. Um, so... One of the things that's been brought up time and time again during my time as the Minister for Social uh, Development and Disability Issues have been the issues around lack of investment in employment opportunities for disabled people. Mm-hmm. And um, the the fact that many disabled people who currently aren't working actually want to be working, uh, but the supports haven't necessarily been in place or mm-hmm. the opportunities do so haven't been in place. Yeah. Uh, and so one of the things that uh, people will see in the budget is that there is a, a Ministry for Social Development um, Ministry for Social Development funding of $26 million mm-hmm. uh, which is um, specifically uh, geared towards employment for disabled people. Excellent. Just Talking about employment specifically, one of the things that that, uh, has popped up recently in in the news was the minimum wage exemption. Now, I know there was Mm. some discussion about changing that system to be more of a um, uh, subsidy so that people could get paid minimum wage. Is is anything coming out of the budget to do with that at all? Not yet, but this government has committed to, firstly, the consultation, which we just completed not long ago. Yes. So at the moment, the Ministry are in the process of analysing the feedback that we've got from uh, disabled people themselves, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, disability organisations and employers. The main thing for us is that when we do move to a 
wage subsidy, which we have committed to doing, that we mm. need to make sure that it works effectively. Yeah. And so in this budget, there hasn't been a um, an appropriation for that. Right. That's because we've only just finished the consultation yeah. and we need to continue to work through it. Fair enough, fair enough. So we've uh, covered employment. What about when we're looking at families and children? Because those are the people that parent-to-parent are looking after. What uh, What can they expect to see changes in? Sure. Well, on top of uh, what was invested in last year around the learning support coordinators or announced mm-hmm. uh, last year, there's also this year an additional $13.97 million that is um, put in place for learning support, which is about addressing critical cost and demand pressures for children with disability and learning support needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that basically includes two relevant components maintaining access to education for deaf and hard of hearing children and young people mm-hmm. and learning support, uh, increasing access to assistive technology, which we know is incredibly important mm-hmm. uh, in 2019 and will continue uh, increase and will be increasingly so moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, that just, you know, on top of that, just saying also that that's in addition to the $217 million over four years for approximately 600 new learning support coordinators Mm. that was announced, I think, last November. Mm. And so we're just continuing to build on the supports that we have in place. Mm. Uh, And so I think that this is a really good announcement from the um, Associate Minister of Education, uh, Minister Martin. Yeah. And just um, just I wondered if you knew, um, with respect to learning support and learning support coordinators, with teacher aides in the classroom, they're often the ones who are working with the children with particular learning difficulties. Do you happen to know if there's going to be um, better training put in for those sort of teacher aides? Because at the moment, there isn't a lot. <laughs> Look, I, I think that some of this is, is to address some of the critical demands and pressures that are in place, mm-hmm. and understandably, that is part of it. I think, you know, to be honest, Louise, we're doing a bit of a catch-up game here yeah. due to the underinvestment that occurred in this space. Mm-hmm. And so, I, undoubtedly, I'm sure there'll be parents out there that are wanting to see more happen. Yeah. Um, they'll, they'll be uh, happy with what is there but wanting to see more and I think that's very reasonable given the underinvestment. Mm. So we've got to continue working on that. Yeah, excellent. So yeah, there was some funding there was some funding cuts that were that were found out and then the, the they were rolled back fairly recently to do with support and respite and things like that. And some of the parents we've had some of the parents asking us about that. So in terms of yeah, so support services disability support services so that's support service funding yeah. uh, through the Ministry of Health yeah. I think uh, basically what had happened with DHBs was saying there's an overspend and then there was a request that there'd be a reduction uh, to services that the government and DHB had worked that out yeah. um, because we as a government don't want to see a reduction in support at, at all actually mm-hmm. and so with that in mind uh, the Associate Minister for Health Julian Genta had managed to uh, put an additional $60 million yeah. uh, in disability support services. I'm really, you know, relieved actually yeah. to see that in this budget in the Ministry of Health, um, the funding that's been allo- allocated uh, to disability support services for the next four years, which includes the 60 mm-hmm. that was um, put in uh, more recently from the Minister of Health, um, that it's an additional $348.4 million. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, so, and, you know, can I say, Louise, yes. that we know that the system is still under pressure and that there are still demands, yes. but I think that indicates that we 
are committed to meeting that demand mm-hmm. and I think there has to obviously be more work in that space but that's a very good signal that that money's been put there. Definitely, yes. So if if I can ask you about the, the disability transformation, when we spoke to you in May last year, the, the system had only just got off the ground and you'd only been in the, in the ministry role for about three months, I think. Do you have any updates on the, the Manafaikaha and the, the system rollout in Mid-Central? Yeah, the prototype is continuing. So mm-hmm. that was a commitment made in the previous budget. Yeah. And so um, that is funded for from previous budget budgets. There wasn't a budget announcement in this space no. this year for that because it is already funded yeah. for. And we're hearing really positive feedback. Excellent. Um, also, along the way, though, because we are taking that try, learn, adjust approach, yeah. Um, you know, feedback for how we can improve it, which we absolutely need. And I and I, and I know those involved with the prototype welcome that constructive Excellent. feedback. Excellent. I was at the um, New Zealand Disability Support Network conference the other day mm-hmm. and was asked specifically about this and whether there were uh, any areas of interest for me as the minister that may have come up mm-hmm. um, with the progress that's been occurring um, under the prototype. And the two that I, I mentioned was, that actually the finding has been 27% of those uh, who are active and engaged with the prototype type actually previously were not seeking any funded support. Uh, And I think, Mm. yeah, that's really interesting that there were such a high proportion of Mm. people were not necessarily uh, accessing the disability support that they would have been eligible for. So that's an interesting finding. Mm. But the other interesting finding, well, I guess, the other interesting part to this that, that I've been watching very closely is just how we respond to the workforce and mm-hmm. how we work effectively with the workforce as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been very clear that I don't think by ensuring that we um, uphold the dignity of the workforce are incredibly important mm-hmm. and we make sure that um, we don't in any way undermine the working conditions of those who are working in that space. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that that needs to undermine uh, the the right to choice and accessing quality services for disabled people. Mm-hmm. So we need to be very careful. And I've, I've said this to my officials that that we are also making sure that we uphold our obligations yeah. to what is a an increasingly important workforce. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, as well as of course, you know, looking to to transform the system mm. so that it works better for disabled people themselves. Mm. Excellent. So it's looking like a, a it's a posit- been a positive change so far. Then you got some positive feedback. Positive feedback, but like, hey, it is still a work in progress, oh, yeah. and so um, we want to make sure that we iron out the kinks in this, and so <laughs> we'll sure. just keep working together to do sure. that. So, how many more years has the trial got to run before it gets a review? Uh, so, two thousand and um, twenty will be will be continue, will be evaluating things, and mm-hmm. then we want to. Uh, look to the future and then I mean Mm. the idea from the beginning was to look at how we could potentially transform the entire system yeah Um, and you know that is that is what the ultimate goal has to be yeah absolutely so uh, the other thing that I've had some questions from my colleagues about was the role of family and whanau organizations the the organizations like parent to parent who uh, who help families with children with disabilities and health issues um how is this budget affecting them? What sort of um, funding is going towards those particular groups of, of organisations? I guess it depends on which organisation, what 
um, areas organisations are currently working in because there are opportunities uh, in a range of Mm. sectors, I think. Um, with respect to funding, I, you know, I've already talked about um, the further investment in, in employment, but mm. um, with regards to cost pressures for some of the NGOs that mm. are funded by the Ministry for Social Development, there has been an announcement of an increase of 3.75% for those organisations, mm-hmm. and so that's the average that will occur. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, of that $24 million, uh, investment to actually top up the funding of social services, about uh, half of them, so 12 million of that, uh, is actually going to disability-related contracts. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, there is obviously some benefit with respect to those organisations, many mm. of whom uh, have been working off the smell of an oily rag for a number of years. <laughs> yep. um, and can I just say, that's really just a start because I have commissioned the um, Social Wellbeing Board, which mm-hmm. is the board of chief executives from across the social agents, the government um, government departments that are the social sector agencies, so MSD, Health, Education, a number of other ones. Mm-hmm. Those CEs are actually engaged in a piece of work that I asked them to do around how we better contract and fund social services. Excellent. Um, because, yeah, we, we need to get this right. Mm. And um, it hasn't been right for quite a long time. We accept <laughs> mm. that. It's put yeah. a lot of stress on those organisations, mm. and um, so that work continues. As we, in the meantime, mm. um, it's that three point seven five percent increase to yeah. MSD funded organisations yeah. this year. Excellent. Well, was there um, anything else, particularly about the budget, that you wanted to tell us about, uh, Minister? Yeah, I think yep. um, just with respect to the health sector, so we yep. talked about the disability support yep. um, services funding, that the additional uh, support services funding that's been put in, but there is also an additional $118 million mm-hmm. uh, in health for funding the growth um, in, in between travel for home and community support, mm-hmm. uh, as well as an additional $23 million uh, for meeting the minimum wage obligations under the home and community support mm-hmm. yep. uh, payment for travel between clients Mm -hmm. settlement act so all up actually health has got an additional investment over the next four years Mm. um for nearly 500 million dollars so i think you know that that indicates how seriously the government is taking um being that inclusive government and um well-being but you know aside from the the budget there's also all the important work that we're engaged with mm, uh, mm. And alongside um, organisations like Access Alliance uh, with respect to the accessibility work program that uh, Cabinet signed off for me to mm-hmm. to um, undertake. And so I'm really excited about where that might take us. Oh, uh, how do we become yeah, a more accessible New Zealand, truly inclusive? Um, and early signs, we've done the consultation, but early signs with regards to um, business and local government have been really, really positive um, okay. with Auckland mm. Council and a few others coming out quite strongly in support of um, of, of higher standards, um, potentially legislation, and mm. um, just wanting to be on board that waka to make New Zealand more accessible. So that's uh, that's... The, talking about making physically and um, more accessible, making workplaces and public spaces physically more accessible, is it? 
how does, not how just does more, work? not just physically, not just physically. Mm. It's accessibility in general. So the work mm-hmm. program is accessibility, which is quite broad. Physical access is, of course, part of that, but also access to public transport, access to housing, right. um, access to information, uh, all of those things. How how do we improve accessibility in this country so that disabled people are truly included yeah. uh, and and that, um, you know, and, and not just disabled people, actually. I think Auckland Council are, are absolutely on the fact that uh, they recognise that being accessible is not just um, of benefit to disabled people, even though that's important, but also the ageing population we have, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, parents with mm-hmm. children, yeah. um, particularly those pushing prams around these cities. Yes. Uh, so, so, you know, an accessibility work programme that yes has disabled people in mind, but New Zealand is broadly, really, because yeah. we all benefit from having an accessible society. Yes, for sure, for sure. So um, who are you consulting with over this this accessibility work programme then? Which which, organ- which sort of groups of um, advocates are you consulting with? That went broadly. I don't have the full list, but actually yeah. there, was, there was broad consultation. Um, I'm, as the Minister, really focused on getting in the ear of um, councils yeah. and mayors <laughs> and others, um, but on the ground it's there being the Office of Disability Issues mm. alongside Access Alliance, mm. uh, who have really been leading that work. Mm, fantastic. That sounds yeah. really good. <laughs> I'm all for accessibility yeah, so, so for everybody. It's about, and it's definitely about, you know, it's important what's in, what was in last year's budget and this year's budget. Um, but looking forward as well, I think um, I'm really hopeful that we can make some significant changes and some progress mm. uh, in areas where I think uh, perhaps for a little bit too long, progress has been quite slow. Yeah, yeah. the, the one thing that really um, got a lot of mention um, on the media is uh, the fact that there's a lot of focus on mental health, which is, a, which is an aspect of the work that Parent to Parent do as well. Men- mental health comes under our remit of, um, phys- of, me- of physical disability and health in parents and and uh, mental disability and health impairment. So um, what have you got to say about um, how mental health is being focused on with this budget particularly? Oh, that, that benefits everyone, yeah. you know, and um, th- there are, there's evidence to suggest that disabled people um, experience a disproportionate level of um, mental health issues as well mm. for a yeah. number of reasons, including the fact that uh, in many places, we're not as inclusive or accessible as what we, we should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but also as a Minister for Social Development, uh, some evidence that I was presented with showed that um, 40% of those on main benefits actually experience a mental illness at some, of some sort at some time. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we could refer to, we could say, you know, that that's a group of beneficiaries, but we also know mm-hmm. um, that as well as being beneficiaries, many, uh, 53% of um, main beneficiaries actually have a health condition or disability or, or caring for someone with a health condition yeah. or disability. So mm-hmm. The $1.9 billion investment in mental health is mm. beneficial to all New Zealanders, mm. but I think it's very fair to say um, that some of our most vulnerable, so those that have to access the support of the welfare system, mm. uh, as well as disabled people, yeah. uh, greatly from that investment. Yeah, that's, that's what uh, parent to parent, I think, and particularly with parents looking after children with disabilities, having better mental health support is going to definitely benefit them, I would say. Absolutely. Have that respite care. Yeah, I think we managed to squeeze a lot in. <laughs> I think we did. It was fantastic. Thank you very much for talking to us today. I really appreciate yeah. it. And hopefully we'll catch up with you when uh, when we do the next evaluation of Mana Kaha and find out how that's going as well. 
Okay. Thank you, Louise. Thanks very okay, much. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Right, that was Minister Carmel Cepoloni and uh, um, all the budget information that she talked about I will put up as links on our show notes because there's quite a lot of useful information about the, the various different bits of the budget that are going towards specific disability issues where there's not one particular chunk of money allocated for disability services full stop there's a lot of different bits and pieces like she mentioned in social development education employment and health so there are some nice documents to summarize all of that that i'll put up on our on our show notes and um we'll get back to you david hopefully will be back with me on the next show and uh, i'll speak to you then bye connect inform support from parent to parent presented by louise ratcliffe many thanks to wintech music and performing arts department this programme and its show notes are available for download on our website, parenttoparent.org.nz. This has been Family, Whānau and Disability from Parent to Parent. I have been your host, Johanna. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast and that you'll join us again soon.